Welcome to the Compliance Perspectives Podcast. I'm Adam Turtletow from the Society of Corporate Compliance and Ethics and Healthcare Compliance Association. Joining us today from Tuscaloosa, Alabama is Sheila Limroth. Sheila is a privacy specialist at DCH Health Systems and the author of the chapter Hybrid Work Environment in the new Complete Healthcare Compliance Manual. Sheila, thank you for taking the time away from your day to talk to us. Absolutely. I'm happy to be here. Well, very happy to have you on to discuss this issue, which has grown to be obviously quite an enormous one over the last couple of years. Uh, it looks clearly like hybrid work is here to stay. What are some of the risks that compliance teams to, to be on the alert for in this environment? First of all, I want to say that I agree with you, Adam, in that the hybrid work environment does appear to be here to stay. You know, I've been in the business for 30 years, and I remember when it was a huge deal when remote workers were your transcriptionists and your coders. But the COVID-19 environment has changed that, and we have a lot more remote work now. And we have to be aware of all the risk involved with that remote work. And one of the risks I think of is print capability. Are we allowing employees to print protected health information from home? And really, it's not just about PHI, but I've, I'm thinking about also printing of financial information or employment information, things like salaries or details related to ongoing lawsuits. Work, workers' compensation claims, COVID immunizations. What are we allowing to be printed from home? And then after it's printed, what are we doing as far as safeguarding the destruction of that information? How are we going about telling our employees that the information needs to be destroyed when no longer needed? Are they having to bring it back to the office to destroy it? Well, then you have a transportation issue. Do we provide shredders to our remote work staff? Those are some things we need to look at from a risk perspective. And printing risk really leads to another risk, and that's the physical home office setup. A couple of weeks ago, I attended a HIPAA conference and one of the speakers said her organization's policy is to require photographs of the home office before someone's approved to work from home. And I got to thinking about that and I thought some people may think that's a really conservative approach or unnecessary, but then it reminded me of an article I saw in Newsweek that talked about for healthcare workers who are suing Amazon stating their Alexa devices recorded their HIPAA protected conversations. And you know, a photo may have prevented that device from being in the home office from the very start. So those are some risks that I can think of. And also those verbal and physical risks that we've addressed, compliance team need, needs to also focus on HIPAA security rule in relation to the hybrid work environment. So looking at the current policies and procedures and incorporating the risk from working from home, starting discussions about mobile device management and network security. What's the process for logging into the office from home? Is two-factor authentication used? What controls are in place to address the heightened threat that we're under now of ransomware attacks, 
discussing firewalls and software in place to detect threats to the environment. I think the hybrid environment for compliance teams, it really starts to open up dialogue and help you to work more cohesively with perhaps departments you haven't in the past, such as the IT security personnel. And if HIPAA privacy and security is not part of compliance, it's a great opportunity to start having those conversations and, and working together, and also including areas such as legal and risk management. Well, you know, you, you make a good point that, you know, that old adage, every problem creates an opportunity, and there certainly is one there. And it's just also, you made a very good reminder as well, we're focused so much on electronic communications, something like printing, which is old schoolish for technology at this point, is still a, a tremendous risk area. Now, what should we be doing to ensure workers both understand the risks and are doing something about them? Well, certainly risks are never going away. And what we can do best is what I use a phrase, educate to mitigate. Education is key to helping the average employee understand why certain behaviors are risky. And we need to remember our employees don't think the way we as compliance professionals think. Before they take an action or a step, they're not thinking often about, oh, what is the compliance risk related to this? So it's up to us to educate. So we need to educate on those policies and procedures. We need staff to understand the importance of encryption and why regular texting, for example, is not a HIPAA-compliant mode of communication. They need to understand, even when they are working from the home office, that they need to be aware of phishing scams and how to identify those. Perhaps why antivirus software is important. Why they need password protection and encryption on their home router. Why it's necessary to alert designated personnel if a laptop or personal device has been lost or stolen. We can't expect our employees to memorize every policy and procedure, but when we educate, we give them the tools to succeed. We tell them where a policy is located, what's the purpose of the policy, who do I call, when should I make that call to someone. So having just that wide, overreaching understanding hey, there's a risk here, there's a policy for that. I may not have it memorized. As a nurse, I don't have the media sanitation policy memorized, but I know where to find it. So we have to remember, education too is a continual process. You know, in addition to the hybrid work environment, which is new for so many of us, now we have significant turnover in healthcare and in other sectors of our nation. So education is not a one and done. We are struggling with that high turnover at our facilities. So we have to continually educate. And we want to make sure, too, that when we're educating, now that we're getting back to some semblance of normalcy, that we don't leave out the people working from home and that our education includes them because remote workers are still responsible for all the information they touch and making sure they safeguard it. 
they have to be included in the education program. That they do. Uh, it's one of those things where you're right. I mean, you, you need to keep changing your education and updating it and keeping people abreast of things because the world does keep changing. Um, we've all gotten used to meeting on Zoom and in Teams. What safeguards should be in place to ensure that they are used in a compliant manner? For one, we want to be using only approved video conferencing solutions. This is especially true for telehealth. We all had to start using telehealth quickly and we want to make sure now that we're all using these video conferencing platforms that they are an approved list of platforms that they've been vetted by our IT security personnel and a listing is published so employees are not just grabbing video conferencing tools from the internet we also want to make sure that we're using those personal identification numbers, those pins for access to the conference. We're reviewing a list of attendees before sharing the host screen. We're locking the conference once everyone has arrived. That's a really good control as well as disabling screenshots. And I know at some facilities, the use of cameras is required for sensitive discussions. I know at our facility, a lot of people did not want to be on camera. It's their first time to use the platforms, and they just really did not want to be seen on camera. But it's a good control to ask people to use their cameras if they have them when you're having sensitive conversations, especially those involving protected health information. This permits the host to monitor the environment. And it allows the host to be sure that during those sensitive conversations, family members are in the background in that home office. Those are just some of the safeguards I can think of as most useful when using video conferencing tools. Other than privacy policies, what other policies need to be updated to reflect the hybrid environment? When we all probably first went to a hybrid environment, Environment, we probably had some temporary policies. I think now is the time to really look at all the policies and procedures that were developed on the fly and make sure that all the issues that we've noted during the last year or two that we're really familiar with and have documented in our policies what those issues are, that they've been addressed that we've set expectations. And we can set expectations in that work from home policy, or some people call it a telecommuting policy, and it sets responsibilities for the telecommuter. We want to make sure it's tailored to our organization and that we address the risk that you and I have been discussing. And the statement, we, we want to make sure we have a statement that perhaps our employees sign attesting to the fact that they're going to follow the policy. Perhaps it's an annual attestation or perhaps it's an att attestation when they start to work as a hybrid employee. And this policy, as I said, would be tailored to your organization. So if your organization has decided a worker will only work from home in no other area, and by other area, I think about in airports or in coffee shops, and they're going to geofence their employees, 
then all of that should be described in that policy. And as you and I discussed earlier, a print-at-home policy. And then your sanctions policy. Has it been updated for any violations resulting from telecommuting that compromise company assets and patient information? The payment card industry standards. If you are subject to PCI compliance, think about the impact remote workers could have. What are the risks there? And do you have a policy? Do you have any workers writing down credit card numbers on sticky notes in their home office? You want to be sure you're PCI compliant. And finally, I would say, although I'm not a tax attorney and I don't play one, will you allow workers to work from out of state? And depending upon where you're located, how does that impact employees' withholdings and any tax implications? And perhaps a payroll policy needs to be updated to reflect that. Wow, that's a lot to consider, obviously. Now, as people return to work, there's going to be some need to adjust to what will be whatever the new reality is. Where should compliance teams focus as that starts happening? I think as people return to work, compliance can focus on two key areas. First, I think staff have been doing a significant amount of remote work. And as we achieve, attempt to achieve some normalcy, either working in a hybrid environment or returning to the office 100% of the time, we've talked about we need to educate and we need to monitor. The focus needs to be on that education plan, making sure those expectations of employees are communicated making sure if there have been bad habits that have been developed, that we get rid of those. And we look at audit logs. We make sure that all of the policies that existed before the pandemic related to safeguarding protected health information, that it's, it's still occurring. And we do that through our auditing and monitoring plans. And secondly, I would say compliance really needs to consider the changing workforce pattern as an opportunity to forge relationships with IT, security, and our privacy professionals and discuss how this change in the workforce habit has impacted the risk assessment. Taking it a step further, I would even say business associates, and they're using our protected health information when their workers are working remote. Well, and you certainly raise a good point there that risks don't end with your own organization. We're all part of a web of connected companies these days and you really under, need to understand what your business associates are doing to operate effectively. Well, Sheila, thank you so much for sharing these insights with us today and in the chapter Hybrid Work Environment and the Complete Healthcare Compliance Manual. I wanna thank all of you for taking the time to listen. I'm Adam Turtletaup from SCCE and HCCA. I hope we're able to expand your compliance perspective.